ladies and gentlemen, niggas and crackers, guys, gals, and, and non-binary pals, hot girls and city boys, saints and ain'ts, and, and all our Harlem family, family. Welcome, welcome to your very own podcast. Episode of your beloved bi-monthly broadcast, Harlem's very own, featuring as always your three magnanimous co-hosts. I am Justin Winley, aka the Just One, aka Dark Kent, joined by my boy. Yo, what up? It's Jude, aka I'll bite your ass like I'm one of Michael Vick's dogs, aka I suffer. Sorry. Sorry. I chose violence this morning. Wow. Oh, my Lanta. I'm real comfortable now. Shit, ain't nothing I can AKA, there's someone from PTCBS, AKA Malcolm Dosekis. Wow. Ah. Shout out to April for that one. Shout out to April. That sounds like her. And our third mic. Oh man, uh, that was a that was a lovely way to just bring it in. I, I'm still on the Michael Vick, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ahmad K. Simmons, aka Mr. Swolemite himself, and oh, aka Pink will look good on me any day, any time. Period. <laughs> and we are joined to finish out our International Women's Month by three lovely young women, all of whom are very opinionated and have great things to say. We'll start with our friend from another podcast, uh, Keeping It Cute Duo, Miss Grace Dua. Hey! Oh, didn't expect to be first. Hey, what's good? <laughs> um, hi, everyone. My name is Grace Dua, a.k.a. Jam Master G, a.k.a. Pink Wig, Thick Ass, Give Him Whip, Lash, a.k.a. <laughs> I am in this bong ton shit for life. Hi, BTS. You know you can call me. That's your face on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. My neck next. Next up, we have uh, Miss Destiny Brown. Hello, my name is Destiny, aka Yonsei Enthusiast, aka Entertainment Extraordinaire. Put some respect on my name. And I'm very happy to be here today. Very happy to have you. Mm-hmm. Finally, joining us after far too long, you might remember her voice all the way back on our fourth episode, Who You Been Bumping? It's the Jacqueline of All Trades, Miss Asia Adam. Back and better, guys. Oh. Asia Adam, a.k.a. the Afropishian, a.k.a. Mixed and Mastered. How you doing? <laughs> yes. Spicy. Fire. He's ethnically mixed. Literally. <laughs> you get it? So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this episode. You know, going to be real casual. You guys, uh, you know, we're, we're music fans on the show. You're aware of that. We do our songs of the week every episode. And we're talking about the 2021 Grammy Awards uh, that aired on March 14th, Sunday, March 14th at, what, 8 p.m. Eastern time or something like that. Um, it was actually, most of the awards were... Um, announced before the show or digitally so the show was essentially all performances Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that there wasn't room for people to be upset about things or to be happy about things and so uh we're we're here to talk about all of it and i'm going to hand it off to um 
Mr. Ahmad K. Simmons to lead us through uh, this session today. Me? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you over there. Well, then. Um, <laughs> uh, what a lovely way to just come into that one, because the Grammys this year brought some disappointments. It brought some excitement. <laughs> it brought some milestones. And uh, as we kick it off, you know, we're going to talk about the the one milestone that is so grand, uh, Miss Beyonce Knowles. Mm. Um, That's right. Miss Beyonce Knowles is the most nominated <laughs> female artist artist ever in Grammy history. Of any color. Of, of any, any color. Co- but it's not of as a black woman. Um, <laughs> and so... You had you had her just have a, a confused look mm-hmm. on her face when she was like, "I am." Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's how oh, you know she oh. got money. She forgot about that. She forgot. No, yeah. She just wanted she to go over there to you know give her little Grammy. Then then she go. <laughs> she came to pick up blues. She came to pick up blues award and then I think she brought herself there for Miss May, you know, and, and to collect the ride with Grammy. Okay? Yeah. She didn't um, come for herself. I think they could have just sent hers in the mail and she would have been just as happy. Yeah. Um I also wanted to note that she is the most nominated singer woman yeah. or man in Grammy. Period. Period. Well, she beat Mike. Period. Period. No, 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 no. She, she didn't Because heard. Quincy Jones is not a singer. Yeah. And she's tied with Quincy and he not a singer. Mm. Right. Oh, shit. Right, but uh, yeah. Oh, so he, I think Jude was asking if he beat Mike. He beat Michael Jackson, huh? No, 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 she beat no, no, no. everybody. She beat, she beat, she, sorry. She, she, she beat everybody for the most nominated, um, uh, for, for the most nom- nominations ever. The one thing that yeah. those stands is uh, to it for for Mike is him getting eight Grammys in one night because of yeah. uh, that's a big one. That, that still stands. That's still a great milestone right there. So shout to the king. Yes, that she beat everybody in any type of category, but that one right there still stands. But it's well, can I ask? Because I, I heard I heard something Ahmad and and uh, I'm sure one of the ladies will know about this. Um, I was looking on Twitter as I do sometimes uh, against my better judgment, and someone said that like it was something about Mariah Carey. And how many Grammys she's won or hasn't? Like she's never. It was obviously she's won Grammys, but there was like a certain award that they were surprised that she'd never, never won. gotten song, record, or album of or the album year. of the year. Yeah, Neva really? has Miss Mariah Carey, Queen yeah. of Ten, has not gotten song of the year. That is not highly surprising. Ever, not yeah, once. She's one of, if not the best songwriters ever known to man, and she has yeah. never gotten. Song wow. of the year. What did she even go up against when she was nominated back then? Well, it was probably, I mean, must have been some high rollers. Probably something like Sinead O'Connor or some shit. Right. Doesn't have to be high rollers. There might have been like a a great amount of songwriters in that time. And plus, that was the 90s. So, this is Mm -hmm. RB. This is RB Central in the 90s. So, whoever was on there might have beaten her from it. But uh, she, she honestly isn't like the only one who hasn't gotten like a Grammy in that type of in, in that time. Like Nicki Minaj never won a Grammy. Diana Ross never won one. Yeah. And never? Like, Diana Ross never? I don't think so, bro. Nah. I don't think so. I there's mean, a lot. I mean, literally this uh, this Grammys is when Nas won his first Grammy. Literally. Wow. Yeah. It was this is his first one. So it's it's 
it is more common than not because yeah. Beyonce is the most oh. awarded singer of in Grammy history. Mm-hmm. However, she's been nominated over 80 times and she only has 28 awards. And so like, wow. it happens a lot. You're more likely to That's get crazy. nominated than you are to win because the only person who has more Grammys than Beyonce is this um, dude named George who is a composer. Yo, Somebody, I was. Oh, well, those composers get. I was watching the um. I was watching Hot 97, and they said something that I thought was interesting. That the nominations are what make the Grammys. The winners do not reflect the actual music culture, mm-hmm. but it's the nominations that are the real winners. Yeah. In a in a weird way, but I get it. Yeah. Because she, I don't even know if I'm willing to even give them that though. <laughs> it's because like I I don't feel like. The Academy is really reflective, like, of the kind of people who are tapped into what music really, what music culture really is today. So, like, even the nominations, like, there were so many artists that deserved a lot more nominations that they did mm-hmm. uh, than they did uh, receive. And there's a lot of artists that I really don't, I think they might have been over-awarded, and that's my business, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, like, I don't know. I think that... I think that like even the nominations list, I'm I'm always expecting to be disappointed. Like I'm always expecting it to not actually reflect what's actually happening in music. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is so much talent, of course, in the nominees in the list of nominees. Yeah. It's no surprise that some Grammys are going to go to people that maybe we feel are not as much deserving based on our opinion, our our preferred styles of music or what we like. Um, but. Yeah, the fact that Janae Aiko was there, I, I felt I felt very happy, even if she didn't get a Grammy, just to see her there was like, wow, like yeah. this is amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I was I was having this conversation on um on Clubhouse actually. And uh, don't forget to follow off the record uh on Clubhouse, our our club where we uh, have weekly conversation well, not week regular enough conversations with the hosts and homies of Harlem's very own podcast. But um I was having this conversation about about award shows in, in regards to the Oscar and um you know the academy awards and this idea of like how difficult it can be to gauge how big an impact something actually made right because all of us like as we grow older we learn to and we we tend to naturally surround ourselves with like-minded people so it's easy for us to think oh what uh, such and such didn't get no- the weekend didn't get nominated everyone listened to that song everyone i know listened to that song and you maybe you know a lot of people but even your a lot of people isn't that many people you right. know and so it, it's it's one of those things that's that's always it's like always in flux it's always difficult to gauge like yeah is did but you can you can look at culture you can look at something like twitter or you can you know you can sometimes you're able to tell like wow like literally everywhere i go like this person's being talked about or like i've seen three interviews with this person this week you know i've seen a, a genius rap genius lyric breakdown with them like they must be making a real uh imprint mm-hmm. but yeah it, it can be tough you know when you think that like you have your finger on the pulse of what's happening but at the same time these academies are not necessarily trying to like a, they have to try to appeal to the and we said this on our uh, on our acting episode a couple uh, a couple weeks ago but like they have to try to appeal to the broadest demographic possible which means yeah. that like you know there's going to be stuff that gets that falls in, in, uh, through the cracks yeah yeah and, and i also feel like oh no, 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 no. I, I was I, only thing. Only thing I was gonna say was like if that can that honestly transitions into uh, me talking about the album of the year um, of how like a lot of people of how you're saying like people didn't really expect this person to win, 
because we don't really listen to her like that. But the mm-hmm. way her audience, T Swift with her album, uh, Folklore, yeah. Oh, I okay. Never, I never listened to it. I didn't even know that she had put Look, out an album. I'm gonna be honest. I listened to Folklore on this list. Okay. As somebody who actually listened to Folklore, I will say because I listened to it only because it came out at like peak depression like and like Ah. people need to understand (laughs) folklore came out when like not only was i going through it but so was everybody and this is an album for bitches who are going through it this is Mm -hmm. this is a pandemic i ain't seen my mama in weeks album and so i'm not surprised i was like it's gonna get something so the timing was just spot on because yeah and it's a good album and also as somebody who's also into folk don't bully me but i do love my folk children it was a pretty like it wasn't you know, it wasn't the national, but it was pretty good. Like, mm. it wasn't awful. And so, like, out of all her albums, I think Folklore is probably the best one. But it it was forgettable in the sense that when the next one came out, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I, I never listened. Evermore, whatever the second part was, I was like, I'm happier now. I don't need this. And so, like, <laughs> like not to say I am, like, I've gone through my ups and downs and feeling about Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. They, there was a moment when I was a T-Swift stan, and then I woke up and I said, that was ugly. Don't do that. And then when I <laughs> stopped for a couple of years. Well, she wanted then- to pop and all of that. It wasn't there the way it was with country yeah. and folk. And then 1989 got me back for half a second. It did. And then, and then reputation, I moved out again. I packed my bags up when reputation came out. I was not doing that with her anymore. And then folklore, I said, you know, I might Airbnb it. I might stay a night. I might. Was it, is it album of the year? I can't say it's album of the year, but also Taylor Swift has consistently won album of the year in eras when I don't, in eras in comparison to other music that I personally feel. And let's get into that. And let's get into that. Impact. Yeah, because Beyonce's (laughs) Beyonce's number one album of the year, and Taylor Swift is now one of the most highest awarded in that category. Yeah. Do you think that Beyonce slaps more with, like, singles and things like that? Because her albums are strong, but I don't see people talking about it the way that when she drops, like, a single. You know what I mean? I thought Lemonade was hot. <laughs> I think it was a huge I think one. I think Lemonade specifically was a robbery, mm-hmm. and I think that's why when Adele when Adele <laughs> picked up that, that yeah she lost that one when Adele picked up that award it was like she felt like the ancestors look at her <laughs> like listen up Polynizer you and the Brits we've had enough like I could feel her bones shaking like the beehive is going to murder me and my mm. son like because she knew and that's immediately why she said there's a lemon like Adele wore a lemon. Y'all think about that. She wore a lemon brooch to the Grammys because she had a feeling. She knew. She knew she probably going to take this award and they were going to beat her ass. So she came dressed to say sorry. The Grammys, they will always have their handful of artists that they're always going to give something to. Mm -hmm. And that is always, that list is always going to include Taylor Swift. I don't care what nobody says. Folklore was not an album of the year kind of album. I'm sorry. And that's no disrespect to Taylor. That's not even my personal preference or how I feel about her or her music. There was just more competitive work that was put out in 2020. Yeah, it was a powerful year. Yeah, it was a powerful year. And for albums like Ungodly Hour or Hot Pink to not even be nominated when they literally came everyone. You want to talk about serving the broadest demographic? Let's look at these charts. It's not folklore. The folklore may be on there from her stands, but when you're thinking about variety, when you're thinking about diversity of audience, like 
hip-hop and r&b is the broadest demographic now like there is a very fine line between what's considered pop exclusively pop and what's considered exclusively hip-hop or r&b so for an era where r&b and hip-hop carried once again for a folk album by a pop country artist that wins every other award to get album of the year that's just not reflective of like the music that's had the most cultural impact this year like and i'm especially surprised because it's an era of like social media and there's so much music we heard yeah and like i'm sorry like we could talk about preferences and like yes i agree that like what i may think was the best album of the year may not be the same thing as what like old dude on the board of the academy thinks is the best album of the year clearly because ungodly hour would have carried but (laughs) but i think that like as someone who works in music and as someone who studies multiple genres not just the genres that are like my personal preference there are ways for you to objectively observe what music is having the most cultural impact what music is reaching the widest audiences and it just wasn't reflected in the Grammy wins. Like, I, I think that there's a balance between um, recognizing that your own preference may not be what the largest audience is rooting for, and also acknowledging that the awards that were given also may not be reflective of what the largest audience is rooting for. Because mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people, even off of Black Twitter, that was upset about Chloe and Hallie, even more so. <laughs> Destiny, real quick, how how do you ob- objectively do that? How do you objectively vote? Yeah. Well, I think that if you're going to completely remove or remove as much of your personal bias as possible, you look at the numbers, you're looking at, you know, how often these artists are being talked about on social media, you're looking at like numbers that are directly relating to brand awareness, you look at streaming, you look at, um, you know, what spots they're getting publicity wise, like what mm-hmm. shows are they on, who's talking about them, right, yeah. regardless of what their their team or their label are investing in you know buying them spots on whoever shows or whatever aside from all of those things like where are the organic numbers and what do those things look like right and like when you're thinking about and i'm going to keep saying ungodly hour because it is the standard for 2020 okay <laughs> look at albums like <laughs> ungodly hour like the numbers speak <laughs> for themselves you know mm. and like yes in, in beyonce's arsenal is a cheat code but like they earned that spot for a reason, you know what I mean? And and they really do have complete creative control over how they're branded as artists and, and what their music sounds like. So I think like I'm seeing, even in terms of longevity, that album came out at the very beginning of the pandemic and we're still talking about it. We're going to be talking about it for years. Same with Hot Pink, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of albums that came out in the last year that just had more cultural impact than the ones that, were being nominated or not all of the ones that were being nominated but a lot of the ones that were nominated or awarded i think it's difficult because the grammys also have to acknowledge like the quieter ones you know like black pumas like black pumas i don't think they're an artist that people in like the mainstream know about but if you listen to any of their music like even watching that award show like when they were doing like the spin around to see the rest of the artists everybody's jamming out and i think that's what makes this so hard because the battle between like your faves and then like also people who also like deserve to be awarded. And I think it's also why certain categories always end up a little bit more bloody than others. Like pop as a category is always more bloody because it's like known star versus known star versus known star versus like fandom versus fandom versus like, 
who wins the like the Grammy for like best rock album, who wins the Grammy for best like even R and B and like a little bit more niche things. And I also like the Recording Academy, like the makeup. As much as we want to, we wish for the makeup to be people who have like the finger on the pulse, like ooh. Mm-hmm. And as much as they did hype the fact that BTS got joined the Academy, and they're like diversity, look at that, they are Asian, and we let them in. Like as much as they want us to give them cookies for that, the the core of that Academy is sixty five and older, and mm-hmm. a lot of them are like composers, like they're because. Yeah. Right. Which is also why the most awarded person in history with the Grammys is not a singer. It's mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a classical. No, it's not Quincy Jones. Oh, not Quincy. It, oh. No, so Quincy is tied with Beyonce at twenty eight. Got you. Got so you, Beyonce got you. is the most awarded singer of all time in the Grammys. But like the actual most awarded person in the Grammys is a musical director. He's like a composer on like Broadway and stuff like that. That's no surprise. So. It's not, it's not really a surprise, but it's also like when you think of it that way and you start looking at the Academy in those ways, sometimes I understand why it feels like the music we know is actually making the trends, shaking, moving mountains is not being reflected in the Grammys because the no. people who are saying the mountains are, this is what's shaking the mountains or whatever, are sitting under a hill, sipping tea. They can't <laughs> see the mountains even if they tried. Like, and they don't, quite frankly, they don't give a fuck. No, like, I just think the process to. is really the process is really slow to get these artists to the top, you know. And I definitely see the progress, whether or not it was like intentional or rigged, as people say. Seeing artists like Katrinata, Masego, Kaliuchis, Thundercat, you know, I even saw Rhapsody as a feature. Like, you know, I'm so glad that I saw those names. You know, it means mm-hmm. there's some sort of progress. I, I just just as an interjection for for context, uh, the man's name is George Solti. He is a Hungarian-born British orchestral and operatic conductor, best known for his appearances with opera companies in Munich, Frankfurt, and London. And as a long-serving music director of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, he has won 31 <laughs> Grammys. Mm-hmm. 31 Grammys. And Chicago, get there. Chicago's orchestra is really known. The Chicago Symphony Orchestra is really known. Mm-hmm. So that man... He was born in 1912. Oh, my God. So he <laughs> has... He, he has a, it's a lot of competition there. So, but that's <laughs> So you said 31, right? Mm-hmm. Beyonce didn't even reach 40. She didn't even reach 40 yet. Mm-hmm. She still has years upon years to... That's hard to do as well. I mean, I know it you're is, team, but... it is It is hard, but her fan base is very loyal. But her, and her, music, her, her music is... Her music is like nonstop, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 I feel like she's definitely going to beat him. She's the writer is behind her. Oh my God, so much. Yeah, and, and 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 as a as a composer, it's very hard to come up with this type of music to, to bring out, especially in musicals, um, like yeah. telling a story through it. And so, you know, I I, I, I give him his flowers, you know. But You're at right. the same time, yeah. everybody's gonna gonna get, gonna get dethroned someday, and right. uh, Beyonce gonna take that shit. But <laughs> then the question is, Beyonce? Then the question is going to is who's going to dethrone Beyonce? Who knows? Who really knows? Chloe or Halle? I see her shaking her head already. I hate when people ask questions. I just can't. <laughs> Everyone got every, <laughs> listen. 
Every Goliath got to, everybody got to go sometimes. Right. She's raising them, okay? And she won't go. Like, she ain't going to answer her nothing. But, like, she's not going to be champ forever. Ali lost. Here y'all go. Can we talk about some other OGs that maybe I was a little happily surprised to see? Um, Speak your mind. I was happy to see John Legend. Yes. He did put out an album, and mm-hmm. I didn't hear a little whole... I heard, like, half of it. I mean, he's John Legend, so his writers, his producers, they, they kill it every time. His wife. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, Kanye was on there. Y'all peep? He did. Kanye didn't win. Um, he, win- he won Best Contemporary Christian Album for Jesus is King. Which... Sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I tried. Oh my god! Wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um, Destiny, Destiny, and Grace just fell out their seat. Grace left the room. Yeah, yeah. Grace won walking around the block. I'm, I'm gonna say it again. Who be won best contemporary <laughs> Christian no, album? Nine one one, nine one one. Latina black woman, uh, round age twenty two with a heart disease. Uh, she's she's oh, holding her face and holding a chest. Who said that? <laughs> <She's> still... <laughs> Jesus! Thank God we're recording this. No, hang on though, because I mean, because I because I I reacted similarly when I heard oh, that. But there there are multiple categories for gospel are. music. Yes. There is there is best gospel album, best contemporary right. Christian music performance, best gospel performance. So I guess like Christian and gospel are separated, which I can understand because gospel is a very like it, you're right, Grace. She's recovering. Gospel does have its own rules, but um yeah, and and PJ Morton uh won best gospel. Yes, saw Molly Music in there, Lettucey. These are yes. these are more people. Yeah, oh, Lettucey has me like, so hyped. Mm. It's just it's just interesting. It is very interesting. Look, I'm not gonna like. I don't want to. I don't want to gatekeep Christianity. That's in fact quite the opposite of what Christianity is supposed to be. So like, yes. if if you know, I, and I listened. I listened to Jesus is King, and I like. It was my, a very I, first I episode. Thinking, yeah, it was. And my my argument has never been that Kanye can't make great music. Of course, you not. know. Um, I think that that album is pretty strong. Mm. Um, and I think that like, you know, with what else came out this year, I suppose it's not surprising that he won. But I look at like he's going up against Hillsong, which is like one of the premier like contemporary Christian groups. Yeah. And it's kind of insane that he pivoted his career, yeah. you know, and it, and it's, I mean, he made Jesus walks, right? Like he's kind of been talking about this for a while, but mm. um, he pivoted, in, you know, so late stage and kind of just like bumped everyone in that court category out because he's Kanye, you know, and it, it's, it's a little, that's where, again, like the Academy is kind of then unfair to people who yeah. are like, have been grinding longer you know just because yeah. e- even though yeah so it's like every category is different the timing is so crazy just because of the obvious like whole trump thing you know like my thing is more so like even aside from kanye and his personal shenanigans mm-hmm. sunday service just doesn't sit right with my christian spirit <laughs> why dear it I just feels it. like like i question who it's for right like it, it very much so and and black twitter may LLC Twitter may stomp all over me if they ever hear this, but <laughs> I think that, like, 
it feels more so like this is a performance for it's it, like it feels like it's the, the goal is bringing black church to a mainstream audience and if that's what it is then like then who who is it for like it feels performative like it it almost feels as if we're doing this for like i know people who have no interest in in church christianity any of that who like found their way being someone's plus someone's plus one's plus one and get, got into and wind up <laughs> yeah and they're just like yeah i go to sunday service with kanye it's just like <laughs> such a great experience like i love like everyone's just always and y'all know who i'm talking about and they <laughs> used to as like this like a clout token you know what it's i mean like, and and it and when you look at the videos, it just does. I don't feel I don't feel the Lord in that room. I don't. Anything commercial, I like questioning if he's there. You feel Joel Osteen in that room. Oh, That's I feel Joel Osteen in that room. I feel the spiritual in that room. I, <laughs> I don't think there's a way to make things that are obviously commercial seem not commercial. Mm. Yeah, mm. I don't. I don't think there is. And also, I just I just think it's funny. I really, oh man, don't laugh again. Okay. I think the thing about the Kanye winning that award that really like tickles my pickle is the fact that it's just like, it's like, like, how do I say this? I'm on Stan Twitter. So what will I say that will <laughs> okay. No, because I know how they work. So you have to, you have to think like them. Right. Okay. Know your you enemy. Have, you gotta know, you gotta know Art what's gonna war. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think sometimes when it comes to like like the career that Kanye has made for himself, right? Mm -hmm. it, and it's a very like um, self-serving Jesus, if you will, career. I think the irony, the irony of the man who gave us Jesus winning the best gospel rap album, maybe he's changed. I hope I hope he's saved. I hope now that he's single, he's single and saved. I think the irony of that is hilarious. I think the juxtaposition of those two images <laughs> is so funny because it's like it, the man went from it is it is literally like how Drake picks up a different ethnicity based on who he's collaborating. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that, like the humor that gives me is what this gives me. Like I honestly probably would have laughed if I was Hillsong. I'd probably be a little sick that I lost <laughs> a gospel album because it's also kind of like yeah, I've been grinding in this. Forever. I've been doing this thing for Jesus forever. This man made a name for himself doing just about anything. <laughs> and then came back and took this from me and God. So hopefully he, you know, hopefully he won't pee on this one. Because if you pee on a Grammy dedicated to God, then. Oh. You know, it's crazy. He, he's the type to do Grammy. it literally. Because he, he did urinate on the last Grammy. So he better not urinate on this one, Kanye, because this one is Jesus's Grammy. And you can't, <laughs> you cannot. Pee on Jesus' <laughs> Grammy. For those, do it. for those exact reasons you just listed, Grace, is like exactly why I'm just like, I can't. It's also part of the reason why, going back to Sunday service, it just doesn't sit right with me. Like, you're not walking like a man of God. You're not treating other people like a man of God. I understand we're not going to gloss over, you know, the obvious things that he's struggling with in his own life and in his own battles. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to judge him for that, but. I think that we still need to keep in mind, like, okay, yeah, it's great that, you know, this is an artist that we've all followed forever, iconic artist, you know, black man, we want to root for him. But, like, I think we also have to be critical of, like, who's taking up that space. You know, there's a lot of other gifted black artists that 
are in that genre that we not listen to yeah exactly that like maybe they would have gotten nominated if Kanye did decide to get his gospel bag this uh era you know what I mean like and for it to not really be used for what that genre is supposed to be used for just like I don't know it doesn't sit right I'm not I'm not buying into his intentions Mm. um (laughs) and that's just a really a really slippery slope like of all genres to be like I'm gonna just come in and get a bag like the Lord's genre. <laughs> the Lord's genre. I, mean, I hope it's not an era for him. I hope it's not an era. I think that was the word I was like, because, you know, artists have their eras. And I think it is a little bit harder, too, when it's like, like, oh, he's going through his Christian era. Because that's, it's, a, it's like, like a, you don't want it to be a phase. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, if that's what you're doing, because I also grew Justin, like, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to gatekeep anyone's journey with christ and christianity and like mm-hmm. the whole point of christianity is that you can find the lord whenever you want to in however way that fits with your soul but i think with this just because who he is and i think it would be kind of a little upsetting for for the other artists in this genre if it's like this is just an it's just it's just like a one-time phase it's like a trend Try, like, i tried that it. yeah like i tried that trend you know everybody likes me again and i left and I stopped that trend. I think th- this, you should, it should be played with more nuance than this being just a simple error in one man's career. And if it is, it's like, you know, congrats. Like I didn't listen to Jesus is King, but honestly, I packed up Kanye personally a long time ago. Like I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I, I am a very much, I was like, y'all told me I couldn't listen to Chrisette Michelle when she performed at Trump's rally. <laughs> so y'all, so I won't be listening to Kanye when he's out there to Trump like he's the bestie because the energy you have for that black woman, I will have it for that black man. Mm. If Chrisette Michelle, I had to take her off my wedding playlist. I'm going to take Kanye off <laughs> my party playlist, mm. especially because one of them, she didn't do, she did it for a bag, not for support. And mm-hmm. the other, he didn't get paid to do all those things. And it's like, I still have a couple mm-hmm. Kanye songs that I'm just not going to get rid of. I'm sorry. But uh, I, his new music, I personally didn't listen to any of it. So I don't know if Jesus is King, I trust you that it is a good album. And I believe that. Well, but yeah, I do get what Des. Who else was in that is, list of for album of the year? I'm pretty sure Dua Lipa was in there. Wait, wait, you, you said you said album. You said album was that the. Is that what she was nominated for? Wait, yes. Wait, yes. Nominated yes. For? No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, no. No, Kanye, Kanye was not album of the year. Kanye was, was best God. contemporary Christian God. album. Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, I often feel like, you know, there's definitely the question that comes up all the time for him is like, what's next in, in the yeah. life of Kanye? And so, mm-hmm. yes, as Grace was saying, like, we, we don't know what is what was what what uh Kanye is is brewing up next for his music and what is the upcoming things that's gonna happen because we, we, we don't know his life we don't we already know that he always pull out some random shit from time to time and yeah. uh some people fuck with it some people don't some people fuck with the album it seems like something that people just accept eventually because he's so unpredictable he is yeah. he is and, and 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 that's that's sort of like that's that's sort that's sort of something that people love to gravitate on him. Like he loves bringing out something random, and his fans who are always for it. And I'm pretty sure when he came out yeah. with the gospel album, some people were like, "Oh, this is different," but I'ma still bump it. And some people were like, "Oh my God, this is exactly what I needed. Like I needed Kanye to be with Jesus so I can listen to his album," <laughs> you know. But 
I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to stay on him for too long because we, we, uh, we have yeah, another, we, we have another one. Um, record of the year. I wasn't expecting this one to come out, but then I realized, okay, this artist is very known and everybody loves her. Um, Billie Eilish. Everything really? I wanted. I really can't be mad at it. I I can't be mad at it. I, I knew like, she was gonna. I can't be either. I was like, okay, all right. I knew yeah, she was I gonna can't be mad at it. Not mad at her for it at all. Uh, I think she's so talented. I think last Grammys it was a little much for me. Last year it was a little much for me. Mm-hmm. But I think <laughs> I was happy. Like or the the, the uh, she's been very very highly awarded in the last year and that's like so good for her mm-hmm. but i think that like the missed a lot of other artists who also earned their keep um <laughs> were overlooked mm-hmm. so i think that like i don't know i i think we should like it's definitely something to celebrate she's an incredible talented artist she's so freaking young uh years old. how do you guys think of the way she yeah, accepted yeah, the award um, I wish she would have just accepted it. How do you think she accepted the award? Um, the fact that she was like, Meg, you deserve this instead of me. I just wish she would have accepted it. I wish she just, I wish she just took the award because like, like the Adele one, I do understand. Lemonade yeah. was a cultural reset in a way that like, it was like low key, like kind of disrespectful. And Adele knew that. And we all knew that yeah. this one, I'm like, genuinely, this what, record good of news the year, was the competition. It w- no, or, it or was, was a specific song. Savage. It was a, it was. It was savage. Savage. Gotcha. Versus savage. Um, versus everything I wanted. Versus, because I'm like genuinely this year. It really it could have gone two circles. It could have gone to say so. It could have gone. It could have gone to any of the other ones in that category. Mm-hmm. So her being like, Sav Megan, this should have been yours. It felt like it felt like Billy has PTSD from being bullied last year for getting too many awards and she did not want to get bullied again. Honestly, that's what it felt like. It did not feel like it needed to happen. And I felt kind of bad for her because I'm like, you can be happy for your wins, okay? You, you're you allowed to pull a Taylor Swift and be like, I earned this shit and leave. You don't have to apologize for your win every time. The Adele one was specific because lemon, that was that was disrespectful. Adele came wearing a lemon. Like that one should have <laughs> gone to Beyonce. We all know it should have gone to Beyonce because black women as a unit, lemonade was healing for so many of us mm-hmm. in a way that like, like it was entirely disrespectful, okay? But this being like, yeah, I'm like being like, oh, Savage. I'm like, it could have gone to Say So. And I would have been like, yeah. And it so could have gone to Dark Two right now. Ones anyway, right? Yeah. yeah. No, no. I yeah, Meg, you heard it. I'll say this. I'll say this. There were, I, I have, I have like the opinion on it saying like, you know, Billy definitely like it. It, it definitely like should have. It's 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 for the right person. Billy Billy deserved this song. What I believe is that Savage played a part in TikTok and in like all of social media because once that dance came out, mm-hmm. TikTok was on that joint. Every damn time, so it was but the dumb streams were racking up. Same thing with with say so. Same thing before Beyonce got on it, it was huge, right? And so, Billy's this I'm sorry, go go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think record of the year would have made so so much more sense. Mm. Um, because just because say so was like, and I'm and this is not me being like 
gung ho for Doja, even though she's an incredibly talented artist and I do enjoy her so much. Of course, of course. It's just like factual statement. Say so was a record of the year type of record. Yes. Um, I mean, they they didn't let her not perform it. <laughs> she was she was trapped into performing it for the whole. She performed it at she the performed Grammys. It right. Everywhere she yeah, performed <laughs> that over I'm thirty times, so different concepts every but time. But let right. me tell you something. Sidebar: I have seen, I have not seen many artists that have been able to feed me a song so many different times, and I actually enjoyed it more times out of not. Say so. The way that I couldn't escape that song, you would have thought that the 12, 20 billionth time that she performed it, I would have been like, if you don't turn this shit off, <laughs> right? Rock, when she did that rock rendition Amazing. of it, mm. Amazing. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Which is my transition of it. Let's get into it, okay? I literally told some of my friends, I'm like, you need to see this. You need it. Yes. <laughs> like, she is not like a, a trained, like she wasn't a trained singer. Like she taught herself how to sing for this specific album, like mm -hmm. genuinely, um, so that she can do what she really wanted to do with it, you know? And it paid off, obviously. And like, I, I just think it was a bigger record. Like I do. Um, but... If Billy had walked away with nothing, I would have been like, oh, come on, it's Billy. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was glad that she walked away with something. I would have been happier if Doja had, though. <laughs> I would have been even happier if Chloe had. Do you think, do you think that, um, that Doja's um, snubbery had anything to do with, like, some of the weird yep. stuff that was going on yep. with her? Yeah. During I, her? A little bit. I don't know. And I, I don't. The reason I say I don't know is because we were just talking about an artist who won a Grammy after doing some of the weirdest stuff we've ever seen mm -hmm. and yeah. supporting literally Satan. He supported Satan for president. And so Ironic. if that if he's mm, so if he won, if he won the Grammy for Jesus, I don't really think like I really don't think the Grammys as much as we want them to, I don't think they care that much about personal. No. And I, I think like if it they do, it's because it's she's a black woman versus, I think mm -hmm. if this impacted her, it's because of Miss Sergeant Noir mm -hmm. versus anything else, because there's too many people on this list. The baby has had scandal after scandal in the past, like a month. He yeah, still was on that. Girl, like at, a, at a concert. Uh, the 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 homegirl she she put she put her phone she put her phone like near his face and like flashed it and so he just like you know give a nice little he has there. here's the thing he has smacked several fans so yeah. when you said that I had to actually try to figure out which one I was talking about and then try to line it up right so he was on stage so like realistically we all know that the Doja Cat thing for like you know, the timing of it was really bad, mm -hmm. really bad. Um, you know, obviously Black Lives Matter has been a thing, but it was amplified at the time, mm -hmm. around the time that that had happened. Mm -hmm. um, her being a woman of color, it's going to throw people off. Mm -hmm. um, just being a woman, doing anything wrong is going to throw people off. So I just think that did have a huge impact on her numbers. I mean, even me um, seeing how my friends reacted and, and other artists that I, I follow, how they reacted, she definitely lost those people, even if mm. they might low-key still listen to her, but like in terms of respect mm. and stuff, and she still had mad radio play, but it, it didn't help that that happened. Yeah. It, it, I don't think that it helped, but I don't think that it had any effect on her getting a Grammy. Like, I, I don't think that mm. that's what the Academy is checking mm -hmm. for. And yeah. especially because, like, awarding problematic artists is how you get the clicks, is how you get the views, mm -hmm. is how you get all 
all the numbers mm. you know what i mean yeah she doesn't deserve that anything that would have been more incentive in my opinion for them to select her mm-hmm. and it's that in those incidents that like is the reason why i'm so on the fence about Loja at this point because i was like hardcore stan i was working for a label when they were pushing juicy remix when she didn't have like a single play on radio like i had worked her release party like i was really really like yeah like i was not only was i a fan but i was a fan because i was working like for her team you know so like mm. i was really like loved her was a, her that album was like a huge part yeah. of like, her own individual career and so when that came out like i was crushed and like i mute i had to mute her on spotify i was like oh. she specifically lost a lot Everything. of black fans yeah but listen let me tell you something we folded <laughs> a percentage of us i i am one of them i still listen to Doja Cat possibly every day when cyber sex comes on there okay i don't press yeah. skip no more and i'm sorry i'm so so sorry yeah. i tried my Hard is, but black excellence is black excellence. And <laughs> else that came out after the fact that, like, a lot of the stuff wasn't necessarily what it seemed. She has a predominantly black team, no? Yeah, yeah, she does. She does. <laughs> yes. yeah. Well, I have I have two things uh, to say before I before I throw it back to you, Ahmad. Um, number one, this feels Ayo. like an important. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Pause. <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's in there. Sorry. Before I before I pass the mic back to my co-host. Um, no, but uh, the first thing is that I just feel like it's appropriate to let the to let the audience know that like Destiny is best friends with Rico Nasty. So that's no, I'm one. not. And then number and then number two, I was gonna say that like what you just said, like this idea of people folding, right? Like, and now I'm gonna take this to a place that is. I would imagine that we're all pretty much on the same side of this, but I'll just mention it for conversation's sake. Oh God, Robert Kelly, right? I was thinking um, the same thing, good sir. Now I, now I under like a lot of people are like, <laughs> can I say something, Justice? My, no, my, <laughs> can I say something real quick? No, yeah, go ahead. Listen, I, I only listened to R. Kelly recently because I went through some really traumatic events, and it, it, it was the only thing. That are I you know. confessing your sins? To listen, me? yes, 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 I did, I did. Listen. Listen, listen, you just heard me make a Michael Vick joke, okay? So <laughs> That's true. So you No, know, I should have known I should have known right out the gate. I should have known right out the gate. <laughs> I, listen, <laughs> makes me the, the two, it's you know, like yeah, but, but yeah, but see here's the thing, right? My 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 first of all, it this whole like Let him get a two person jail. Like <laughs> Yeah, the thing with R. Kelly was was easier for me to separate from him because I didn't listen to him that much growing up anyway. That's mm-hmm. number one. Mm-hmm. Like that's just not where my family was. Um, I, the songs that I did, the songs that I did hear were like, you know, ignition, um, bump and grind, stuff like that. But then as I got older, found out more about him and then obviously watched that documentary, I was like, Oh, I can't in good conscience listen to any of his love songs. Cause I'm like, I don't really know who you're talking about, sir. Right. I don't know the age range that you're operating within, but I have had people be like, you know, Oh, but at my wedding, I want to play Step in the Name of Love. Like, I want to dance to Step in the Name of Love. To a and so I'm, <laughs> I don't know, but it's like, it's, I'm bringing this up because it is, that is a challenge, right? Like, when we try to make a stand as a community or as a, or as uh, a good, kind hearted citizens against like a certain person, but then also, because we mentioned Michael Jackson, we kind of just glided, we kind of, you know, glided just, past, you know, that. past that. You know yeah. what I mean? So. It's so it's like people do, people I do wonder be... why people still listen to what's his name. I, I got time. People still listen to what's his motherfucking name. Uh, 
Jesus Christ, the one that played the piano. Uh, Great Balls Ooh, of Fire, that nigga. Jerry Lee Lewis? Jerry Lee Lewis, thank you. Tell me about yes. Jerry Lee Lewis. I don't know, I don't know much about his scandals, but yeah, like... Oh, he, that, met, oh, he met his 15-year-old cousin. Uh, was it white man? Yes. And I think the last point, like the last pivot on this that I'll make before, you know, just opening it up is like, I was thinking again, like comparing this to the Oscars, and I think it's so, it's so much, the reason that the Grammys are so much more controversial, like, like nine times out of 10 than the Oscars is because like, there are plenty of people who are like, movies, I don't know, like, I don't watch movies. I watch like, you know, House of Pain when it comes on, or I watch Bad Boys 2 on rerun or whatever. But like, I'm not going out to see Parasite. I'm not going out to see Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Why would I care if this stuff gets nominated? But every, like a lot more people listen to music than watch movies, you know? Mm -hmm. So it is this more universal thing. And that's why it's much harder for us maybe to get rid of a mic, get rid of, as if we could, you know what I mean? But like, you know, cancel or whatever, stop listening to a Michael Jackson than it is to like not watch a Woody Allen movie. Cause I don't, mm -hmm. that no. never impacted me to begin with. <laughs> I will say though, it's like, I don't, I think it's dangerous to use R Kelly as the example or standard because it's like, I listening to R Kelly's music, which I have not, and I don't know how long, even before, even before the madness. She was already not a fan anymore. But no, <laughs> well, I wouldn't go, I was raised with R Kelly. <laughs> you got over it. My both of my parents are from the South. I knew who R. Kelly was. Right. Absolutely for sure. But like it's different listening to any R. Kelly song knowing that he's singing about a child. And like R. Kelly has always been graphic, explicit, very detailed very with gross. his encounters and his song. Yeah. He's telling you exactly how it happened with the children yeah. that he is that's different than me listening to streets and hearing doja call her at the time white boyfriend nigga on record that's different and <laughs> yeah, about right. what was happening in them chat rooms simultaneously <laughs> while she was writing that song that's different okay that's something Beyond. that i'm like oh i didn't harm anyone no yeah like no debate it's physically impossible for me to listen to it even attempt to listen to it because i'm literally getting the details of right. yeah. And I think going along with that, so like this like separate the art from the artist argument like always grinds my gears. And I think it's because maybe it's because I've, you know, had the privilege of meeting a lot of celebrities in like various jobs I've done. And I can safely say a lot of them suck as people. Don't meet your faves. Y'all could probably list five of your faves and I'll tell you offline what they're actually like and you're gonna <laughs> cry. They suck ass. And like, I mean this with like, like, like it's like it hurts me to say because there was a sub a couple that I was like you too, but like they're not that great people. So like there's that there is like the idea that it's like somebody who makes your art that you love so much maybe is not that nice. Like they might not tip at a bar. Sure. They might have weird fetishes. And then there's criminals. See Woody <laughs> Allen, Art Robert <laughs> Kelly, like all them. That's criminal behavior. And I need us to stop equating asshole with criminal because like <laughs> I just finished the Woody Allen documentary and I was How never did you do that. Oh, because, because I, I am very, I tried. I watched all four, I watched all four parts every week, took notes and because I am four parts and it's because I'm very much queen of y'all need to stop with these criminals <laughs> because before I even went to art school, I was like, ain't Woody the one who married some teenager his, and his then stepdaughter, yeah. his stepdaughter who he helped adopt and raise. Yeah. 
ain't and, and people and people are like mm-hmm. problematic is not even the word Prob- yeah. that's, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like it's not problematic demented twisted it's a crime it's a crime i need us to understand it's a crime woody in 1992 in the news they were reporting that he has sexually assaulted his own adopted daughter who was seven at the time that was common knowledge in the news why did the oscars give him lifetime achievement award 2002 you see how there's a 10-year difference between that and the reason is because we're too comfortable saying like oh that person's super problematic because problematic is doja Mm -hmm. problematic is the baby those people problematic is kanye shit people who they kind of do things that you don't really rock with but like if you squint you can avoid it and enjoy their art criminal is Robert Kelly. Uh, criminal is Woody Allen. Criminal. If y'all would just separate that from Bill Cosby, if y'all would just do that from the jump, then it won't be so hard to be like, but I don't know, like, so I'm just going to take everything away because he did something proper. Criminal. He's a criminal. On the stance of uh, criminality, I know Gucci Mane didn't win anything or is nominated for anything. They're Mm -hmm. never going to get nominated for anything the way he was moving. Very true. He did body a nigga. He He did. He kill somebody. He He did. did. I'm not trying to compare crimes, but the fact of criminality. And and the thing is, he served his time. And he actually got in trouble. Notice how Woodward Allen... Is out there. <laughs> no, he's out there. Out there being grimy and what old keeping his adult his adult woman child fetus oh. wife. Do you know that he's out there doing this way? Woodward. You know that he's out there doing that's that. My, that's my new AKA. Yes. <laughs> like, Yo, just like AKA. that's what I do. AKA. Huh? It's a good shirt. Sure. It's a good shirt. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's, that's what it. the difference. bill just went down you know what that's a really good that's a really good um litmus grace i think uh, you know a lot of people yes first of all you have to deconstruct the idea that if someone makes something you like they also would like you in real life (laughs) that's not not the case and so i think that's the same thing with i mean there's countless examples daniel caesar right Mm -hmm. who a white woman and he said Go ahead and cancel me then. And then we did. <laughs> Jules. Yes, Jules. Oh, it happened live. Right live. Like, it was his last one ever. <laughs> what? Yes, you don't remember this, Jules? Yeah. No, what did he do? It's it so, it was so funny. This dude was in a restaurant <laughs> with his friends uh-huh. talking about, like, of how, like, they, they were coming at, uh, what was her name? Uh, yes, Jules. Yeah. And so, he was messing with her for quite some time, and they were talking about it. So he did. Did he target the black community or black women? No. So oh, I I because I watched that live live, and not even because I'm a oh Daniel Seifert fan, but because my friend texted me. She said, "Look at this mess." I said, "I will." And so I tuned I in and I watched this man disintegrate his own career. It was hilarious. So yeah, for that like yes, Jules girl, she decided she wants to say the n word like she had Kunta Kinte in the ancestry, and so she decided to go out there and say things that didn't belong to her. And so naturally, black people went to BS emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. verbally, and he was like, "Don't you." dare talk to my mistress like this and he went 
full on. Yes. You will not talk to my master like that. And he was like, <laughs> black women are this. Yes. I got one little plug. Are so... you sure it's not a BDSM thing? Like that's his master. He, the thing, like that could be. I don't, I don't know. Does that no, 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 no. It's hypothetical. No, didn't, I, it, well, no, I think it's important to say it. he didn't literally say that. He didn't yeah. literally. <laughs> yeah, These are hyperbole. Right. He hyperbole, if you will. So he went out there and defended this this white woman, and it's like if you want to defend your white woman, go ahead. Yeah. But maybe do it in private because he did it on live, and then somebody naturally posted. They said they gonna they gonna cancel you for this. <laughs> They said, Daniel, if you keep going, somebody might take away your career. And Daniel read it. He said, hmm, do it. And I was at home. I said, Daniel, they just might. They just <laughs> this man was and his they did it. But it's like crazy because you have to did go back it. to that time, right? Like Daniel was hot off of best uh, part. off of Get You and Best Part. Bless. Like he and yes. Bless, like he like Bryson Tiller was gone, like the avatar, right? He was gone. <laughs> he where he went. And in his place, these different people were coming to take the throne. Yes. And Daniel Caesar was one of the first to the to the finish line with that. It's and, sad. And he was like in position, bro. And like he, then he was like, fine, I got an album coming out. I don't want none of y'all listening to it then. And he did. Right. I literally and it wasn't even a, the thing that's crazy for me is that it wasn't even a choice I made. I no. just didn't know that the album came out because nobody At was all. talking about it. <laughs> nobody talked about it. Because yeah, people genuinely, the core, they said bet. And as, <laughs> yep, people genuinely were like, no, I don't care. I don't care. And like I even sat there, I said, if you if you want me to, okay. And so I deleted his music. I said, it's yeah. gone, Daniel. <laughs> now since then, I've gone back and I listened to some of that album. And like Cyanide, for example, that's oh. a dope song. Mm-hmm. Especially the remix with Coffee. That's a fantastic song, but it's like, yeah, you needed the timeout, bro, because you, de- you needed to be humbled because you definitely up. thought you were somewhere That's that crazy. you weren't. Basically, and then now, awesome. now he's got to deal with Giveon and uh, oh uh, what's God. that other dude's name? What's the other one's name? Uh, who? The one who? The other black R and B singer wears a, a baseball cap and it has a beard. <laughs> the one who's Brent, 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 Brent Fias. Yeah, like extra toxic. I was like now just. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I know, no, I know Lucky, of course. But yeah, that's another one that Daniel Caesar oh, has, to, Dude, has to do. Yeah. It, so. it, it, it blows my mind of how much this man was bucking his eyes and sounding like a coon in that video. Because it felt like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say it like this. He was, it, basically he was saying, now don't y'all talk about my, my mistress over here. This mistress, she done too much for me now. I, I done been in, I've been in and out of her for so many times like a train, goddammit. I'm talking about my woman. Y'all black women that had a tail. No, but if he was by himself, if he was by himself, the the tone would have been so different. It would have been like, yo, we already knew y'all. Let's just say it. Let's call a spade a spade. We already knew he was a coon before that video came out. Uh, That was not a surprise. So let's get back to the Grammys. BTS did not win a Grammy. Let's talk. Let's talk about BTS not winning a Grammy. I actually feel so. I will say this. I don't under. I, if you're gonna look at that category, because we got to get back to what we came to talk about. Yes. Category, go, category. That category was best pop duo slash performance, and I feel okay. three things about that. One, 
the oh best duo slash group slash performance Ooh, yes only the only group like the real group because it went to rain on me ariana and lady gaga that's not a duo that's a collab so i said okay okay that's interesting then oh. on top of that it's a grammy for performance rain on me was performed once and i'll send y'all the link y'all can make your own decisions okay. about what that <laughs> BTS, their thing amongst many, many, many things that those boys have on lock is performing. Mm -hmm. They can perform. And what I think is very interesting, because I'm like, like, if you just go off of what American locals are presented about BTS, there's a very like limited image of like what they can do, what their performance look like. You know, it's very like cookie cutter because that's just like what America's gonna see and they're not willing to translate, right? Versus Mm -hmm. what BTS not only is capable of, of, but does on the daily in Korea. Mm-hmm. They are like, yeah. they are they are the first artists in Korea to win the presidential medal of like mm-hmm. their version of presidential medal freedom because it's not, legend does not describe what they're doing over there. Like mm-hmm. in, if last year or 2019 for Korea's version of the Grammys, they performed a 35 minute set. They had horses 400 background dancers. They did nine songs, seven changes, three stages in 45 minutes for their version of the Grammys. So that's why when the fans are like, not only are you not, you don't understand what we see when we see BTS, right? This is an insult. Because giving them that little tiny ass three minute, they actually cut the song down. Giving them that tiny ass little three minute thing at the end you're exploiting the fact that you know the fans want to come see them. But the reason why they have all these fans who want to come see them is because they give a shit like that, okay? They give us us literally insane live performances. They they do not miss. They are genuinely some of the best, not only dancers, vocalists, and rappers that I've seen. And they they care. They're so talented. Like, they're rappers... Like, it's insane that people are always like, you know, well, they don't even write their own music. And it's interesting because it's like, their rappers, uh, one of the rappers, RM, he has 178 writing credits under his belt. Not only does he write for BTS, he writes for all the other artists. They trying to, even in Korea, to try to get them on the phone to do a collab, it's like trying to, us calling Beyonce right now to do a collab. They're too big. They're too big. And so the reason why armies get so angry is because they're treated like this, like little kids, like, like so-and-so thing when it's like, they have more talent than most of the people sitting around Mm -hmm. them. They write all their music. They perform it. Even dynamite. What is so like clearly xenophobic and racial about dynamite is the fact that dynamite was the only award, like the only thing awarded. And they, they submitted for like nine awards. Dynamite was the only thing that was acknowledged. However, they've said multiple times, they, when they were writing their album, they were writing their album because of, you know, encompass the pandemic, everything. And then somebody submitted Dynamite and they're like, let's be honest, this album doesn't really have that many like happy songs. And I feel like people need like, yeah, I feel like people need, I listen, Drake and BTS on a song. Ugh. I'm sorry <laughs> I mean, for the, for I the mean, audience, for the, for the audience. Um <laughs> Jude just sent in the chat because of BTS. Drake's next accent is Korean. <laughs> it is. It is. It will be. I mean, listen, I'm listen. Nicki Minaj has been. Nicki Minaj has been on a BTS song, she and has? she did. 
Yes, she was on the song Idol, and I will never forget. She said, "What's good, Korea? Korea, I've been the boss from, um, from the top of my career, and right. rhyme career with Korea." And I, <laughs> I feel like but yeah. held on to for a long time. That, like, that needed to be. I mean, I mean B- literally, BTS has done songs with Wale, Choi Sivan, Ed Sheeran, Nicki right. Minaj, Designer, mm-hmm. um, Fallout Boy. Um, like they're like artists want to work with them because they're so talented and dynamite was a song that was submitted and they were like, you know what? It's just a happy, good, lucky thing. It's not really like anything else on our album right now. Let's just give it to the fans. as like a gift dynamite. And then it blew up. And the reason it blew up is because it's in English, but it didn't blow up because that's their best song. If you ask me my top three BTS songs, dynamite is nowhere near that. If you ask BTS, their top three favorite songs, dynamite is nowhere near that. It's one of those things where it's like, we appreciate what it's done for us, but y'all are only listening to it because it's in English. And one of the the leader even said in an interview, he was like, you know, with their second single, Life Goes On, he was like, I didn't think he was going to do that well because several things. America likes, they like fast paced, don't say much. They like music that doesn't say much, but it's really happy to your ears. Mm -hmm. And our next song was not like that. It didn't have the traditional vocal whatever and it was not no longer in english and it's now going to be up to the fans basically because people listen to dynamite because they didn't have to read subtitles they didn't have to look up the lyrics Mm. because if you look up bts's lyrics like one of their songs disease the whole song is about obviously the disease of covid but it's also talking about the disease of humanity and it's like which one is sicker because the yes this pandemic is killing us but more people are willing to let their neighbors die because they only care about themselves so are we infected by the disease or are we are we the disease that is infecting Mm, everything else that is what the song is about but the fact that these people have this musicality and, and on a gram, an award show is not even making that effort to read. All you have to do is read what it's they're saying. All you have to do is acknowledge what they're doing. But you see numbers. BTS performing last was a numbers game. They knew, they knew if they, if they don't go at the end, their fans won't watch. And we need their fans, but we don't need them. And that's insulting yeah. for an artist that has been in the game for eight years. BTS mm-hmm. has been doing this for eight years. Mm-hmm. They're not new. And they've been hustling for eight years. When they started, they all lived, all seven, in one bedroom apartment, sharing a bedroom. Mm, they've been wow. doing this for a long, long, this this long time hustling. And so it is really insulting when you see shit like that, where you're going to tell me Rain On Me has more of an impact than Dynamite, when Dynamite, chart-wise, did more. Now, it did. No, hold on, hold on now. <laughs> I would say that BTS, I agree with everything you're saying wholeheartedly. BTS is an amazing group. And I remember this because when I was in Chicago for school, they performed at like one of the stadiums in in, in the Chicago loop. And that bitch was loud. Okay. I heard it from like 30 blocks away. It was loud as fuck. And (laughs) it was was so damn loud. And I was like, they're really bumping in the stadium right now. And so like, I have a lot of friends who are K-pop dancers and they like some of their dances, some of their pieces are inspired by their songs but i'll say this i'll ask this first and then i'll say my, my statement afterwards is this their first time being nominated for a grammy yeah okay this is like the first step of them being recognized oh, yeah. more in america with with the american um music industry uh and as you were saying of how rain rain on me wasn't really like 
popularized. It honestly was in the LGBTQ community. It was like oh. that. That was their. That, that was one of their anthems. That was one of their. Well, I guess the, they both have like, their own demographic, right? Yeah. right. And that and that's the thing. Like but they both have their the own. Like, was it the song or was it Lady Gaga and and her marketing? I, well, I think it's it's fair to say both. I think my thing is is the fact that Dynamite only got that only got that nomination. Yes. And it's English. I my feeling is, BTS does not want to keep doing English music. Mm-hmm. You can see it in their interviews. Anytime they're asked about it, they don't want to keep doing this. When they they were asked by James Corden, so would you want to do an um, an English album? And they said, Will you write it? We don't speak English. Our goal is to bring music the way we consume music. We don't mm-hmm. ask artists to write their songs in Korean when they send it over to us. If you can so watch you anime, actually- you can listen to BTS. And exactly. they're also just now starting to do that with Spanish music in the past couple of years. Right. Exactly. And so the the thing, the feeling of the fans, I think the disappointment of the fans is kind of knowing that most likely we we're not going to see BTS getting nominated every year. Yeah. They could keep they could keep releasing record breaking music. There's their album Map of the Soul, which I think is the one that actually should have been nominated because Map of the Soul was fantastic. Their album Map of the Soul that got snubbed told all the fans that they needed to know was that this artistry that is like action, like Dynamite's cute, but like this is like their actual artistry. Like their lead single, Black Swan, is about being an artist and falling in, out of love with music, but mm. also knowing that you have nothing but your music. So if I don't have my music, if I give up on music, will that be the day that I die my first death? That is the chorus. Mm-hmm. And then it's also about, it's like you have that relationship you know that music controls you, but you love music, so you're going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of music they want to make. That's the kind of shit they want to talk about. Yeah, That's the kind of things they want to explore. That's getting snubbed. The only time... I think Dynamite was given to them so that the fans would shut the fuck up and not make a splurge. And that's the part that makes it frustrating because it that yeah. nomination was a way to use them to get the fans to watch the award show. Right. It was a, And it was a way to... It's just a way to exploit the fans and it'd be one thing if they weren't good artists. It'd be one thing if they weren't making powerful statements and doing innovative things in music, but they mm. are. So that's that's where the frustration comes from. Because I'm sure this is, like we literally just said it, Beyonce has been nominated over 80 times, but she only got 28. A right. lot of people get nominated and never win. But it's the fact that I know they're being exploited yeah. and exploited in a way that's a trend versus the fact that they're really like, they're the innovator. K-pop as a whole mm-hmm. is being transformed to BTS because now K-pop singers like are expected to write their own music in an industry that was supposed to be man-made, that was supposed to be handcrafted and whatever. Now people are asking, you know, like the whole industry over there is changing because of BTS. And so it's like you have such an innovation being constantly ignored because they're something women love, young women a lot of POC women are fans of BTS, and those are naturally demographics that when they say, oh, I love this, it's dumb. When I, they say, oh, I love this, it's this and this and that. And there's been plenty of times I played a BTS song for my siblings, and then I just don't tell them. And they're like, who's this? And like, the BTS, and they're like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah, I just, if you listen to their music without judgment, you would give them the, their flowers. The Grammys aren't going to listen to their music without judgment, no. and that's what's upsetting about that not to mention like they may be newer in america to us but like they've been around just as long if not longer than one direction they were Mm -hmm. back then as well like 
we have to keep in mind that like again going back to what we were saying earlier about the nominations in general is like just because we're not listening to them doesn't mean that there aren't other people in america who have been listening to them for years grace being one of them like i I, I had gone years without listening to a single BTS song. I knew exactly who they were because just branding wise, like there is not another group right now that is doing what they're doing marketing wise. And like they, they had been, I know for at least it's 2021 now, like at least since like 2015, no 20, at least since 2017, they were, they had a public, uh, they were working with one of the best publicity firms in New York. And like yeah. they and they helped introduce them into the American market, and I only know yeah. that from like interning and all that sort of stuff. Like, I They're you know, so they've been here for a, a long time, and they've been taking up space for a long time. It's just that the the I think that it speaks to a larger conversation of like in this day and age, what is it that we're looking at? Like, what necessarily are like the markers of success, or like you're at yeah. this level career or you're at this level in terms of your audience like I think those things need to be readjusted because those are the things that they're getting snubbed on it is the awards it is the performance opportunities and it is like this cultural uh gap in terms of like uh, the American market is very like quick and easy make me happy make me feel something very quick get out of my face but like they that's not the kind of group like giving them three giving BTS three minutes to perform at the biggest yeah. awards for the year does not make any sense at all. Like it doesn't, I don't know how they even did a performance at all. You know, like they're not being given the tools to have that platform to be able to be considered like a large audience that, or a large group that is reaching a, a mega audience, which they are like, we're just not noticing it because we're not seeing them get their flowers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the cruel side of the industry, as we all know, is that, in terms of like making breakthroughs, whether it has to do with a style of music, whether it has to do with race, like you have to, you kind of have to, you have to exploit in order for anything to be seen. And it's, it's, it's cruel, like I said, but like for, I'm sure it was that way with hip hop in order to get more fans to, to, to watch MTV, they put hip hop music in there and they got the black fans that's what they wanted just wanted more fans and that was their way of using the black audience and so i mean it 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 really sucks that it has to happen this way but i'm hoping that at least this is paving the way for more korean music even japanese music or any kind of music that americans are not used to to be actually listening and considering that this is worth listening to that's what we're doing with with a lot of music that that's spanish that's been, you know, more mainstream. We actually hear it on the radio here in our in our delis and supermarkets. That's a big breakthrough, but it didn't start in a way that we could, we can say we're proud of. Mm. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think we just need to let go of the idea that America owns the monolith of quality music and quality art. And mm. I think, I think, and Parasite told us the same thing. I think America is a little bit scared of allowing them the conversation of. Does America make the greatest, best movies? Does America release the best music? Because if you bring in the international landscape and then we have to compare ourselves to that, some people won't compete where we don't compare, you know? And that that's a lot. If you let in BTS and not even BTS, the standard that K-pop is judged upon, if you let in that standard here, how many of our quote-unquote pop legends will meet up? 
Uh, a lot, especially especially not the POC ones, specifically the white ones, the white ones who mm-hmm. walk away with every single one of these awards. Mm-hmm. How many of them will actually compete when you compare them to the Japanese standard, the Korean standard, you know what I mean? The German standard. How many of them? Not many. And America knows that. So, and these uh, uh, like academies, they know that. So if you keep letting in the parasites win the best fi- picture, then people are going to start looking at other international films and be like, well, that's actually better than the mm-hmm. the movie that you said it and that's better and that's better and that's better and then we don't we're no longer the the best we're not we're no longer the number one even though we've never really <laughs> been well it, it brings to mind a, a saying uh, that no matter how good you think you are at something there's an asian person somewhere who has devoted their life to being better at it than you <laughs> you're not wrong, you're not wrong. <laughs> and uh, we we definitely kind of see that <laughs> I, I i know uh um uh, we're, we're, you know, running a little short on time. So I know, uh, Ahmad, we'll probably want to, unless you have a, another specific question. I, I, I was, I was going to, I was going to delve right into talking about the Grammy performances right. where I, right. we can, we can, we can go on and I was going to talk about a good three, but I wanted to start off with this duo that came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. The, like, from the waterworks. And I'm talking about the group Silk Sonic. Bruno Mars and Mr. Anderson Pac. I can Being hear a- the cocaine on the soundboards. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it that's sounds why so it's good. good. It's, that's, that's why, why it's so perfect. perfect. It's so good. Listen, cocaine should be given... <laughs> At every recording studio. Because, yes. <laughs> because the way that shit sounds, the way Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars just, oh my God, complement each other so well. The fact that Anderson Pack is, and the, the, both, the fact they're both actually musicians. Bro. That they can yes. both play drums, it's, it's, piano, guitar, and sing the ass off. It's, it's insane, insane how, like, how perfect it is. Like, they're a duo that makes so much sense, but somehow yes. I would never have thought to. to oh, I have! Together. I've dreamt. <laughs> I dreamt on it. Instagram, and I was like, "You're lying to me." Well, because Bruno, but that, but Bruno dropped Twenty Four Carat Magic, which is like a classic album. Yes, yeah, definitely a new classic album. And then like was like, "Peace out," because. I'm getting a lot of heat for people were, I don't know why people were yelling at Bruno Mars. Like there was this whole conversation about whether or not he was like cultural appropriating culture. And if he was giving due, his, 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 Real quick, due respect to my thing, he'll still get lynched. He's Brown. He'll get lynched. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, Listen, you're, you're still going to like you, you put his ass in the middle of the South in 1932 with some shit. He's yep. still getting his ass whooped. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, right. I'll say, I'll say this too. Um, I was, so for me, I wasn't expecting it, as I was saying before. And I was having a conversation with with uh, with, with my bird. Shout, shout out to, to my baby bird. Um, I was, she was she was surprised, but then she was like, I didn't really expect them to, to be together. And this is not really, I don't think that this was their, their thing, or I wasn't really expecting to have this type of sound. So I don't know about this group. I said, oh, I do know about this group. And I, I, said, and I, I know. Just- That's so funny. <laughs> The intro with "Leave the Door Open," and then they they fought to have that song be be at the Grammys, and I agree, that sh- that performance was amazing. The 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 way the title came in of like a seventies uh inspired type shit with the <laughs> with the choreography of the backup dancers, and then yeah. the suits, 
all of that. The stars that was surrounding them. Oh my goodness. It was effortless. They hit every note. I'm ready for the album. I'm every note. This last year, we've been so blessed with seeing collaborations with our OG faves and our new school faves and like seeing like things like artists like Jasmine Sullivan and her get on. Mm -hmm. Jasmine and Ari. Yes, like Jasmine and Ari. (laughs) Even, even, even if we're just talking about cultural impact and and social impact, we're talking about the Say So remix, regardless of how you felt about the remix itself. I saw varying opinions. Nikki's gonna make sure that she gets all the girls yeah, their future. You know what I mean? And I respect that about her. So like it was another one of those moments for me where I was like, wow, first of all, I've missed Bruno and I've been thinking about it every day. Yes. I missed that man. I was like, where is he at? Is he alive? Is he okay? Yeah, How's the crap? You know? And so when I got on Instagram and saw that they got together, I was like, Y'all are playing a prank on me because it just felt too good to be true. Like it, it felt like I do we deserve this? Do we, we do. deserve it? And I'm not gonna put a question mark where God put a period. I'm gonna just say. Oh, and that's and that's well, he's he swept 2018, right? He he, he beat Jay Z, he beat uh, yeah. 444, oh. which was surprising to me. Yeah, that was the year 444 took home nothing. Yeah, which is, which is why I think, I think that's why he went underground because he was like, mm, they're not gonna like this one. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we he said it. We forgive you. The yeah, uh, it's 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 just Bruno is Bruno needs much more credit for his music, his style of music, yeah. and how he was brought up and how he. Uh, knew the industry as he started out. He said, "I've he said I've seen things that nobody else has saw in the, in the music industry, and and seen um, producers. I've seen shit that nobody would even think of, you know. And I was inspired by this music when I was young. Like I hear this music all the time. You can be inspired by it and not steal it. You know what I'm saying? He brought and when people there was it, one song of his where he actually like took the exact melody and stuff from another song, but that's a different conversation. Okay. We're talking about <laughs> I would say I would say like me just be when people say <laughs> no. it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And when people say like he stole, like he stole funk or he stole this type of style, he stole this genre, this genre of music. First of all, can you name anybody else that was bringing out that type of genre of music? In that time, like nobody else, he brought it back. For, for, he continued the legacy. He continued it, and so for people to say like, "Oh, he stole this," all right, so bring, so bring a record out. Matter of yeah, fact, bring like an a, album out. There's a, there's I think a direct line from like what Bruno did with Twenty Four Carat to what Kyle Dion did, for example, or is doing now. Yeah. Oh, and really? Sort of like the know, that makes sense. Um, uh, sound that's going on in like Brown and um and uh spend it and stuff like that yeah you know kind of like uh yeah like and 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 that bluesy rock and roll thing is something that he he does better than really anyone else right now yeah um and it is part of it is the cocaine but that just comes with the territory (laughs) um and i mean if we're having the conversation about like this person stole this like you know obviously grace has has had a lot to say about bts and 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 k-pop and korean r&b but like that is that yeah. is also like a cultural exchange from what black people were doing, no, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and they and, and they I, were inspired yeah. by Usher and probably you know Chris I mean, Brown and a were, bunch of other people. They were inspired by like they say it all the time. I'm like they were inspired by Nas, Eminem, 
I think, I mean, I think the reason why BTS is able to hold on their black fans in a way that other K-pop artists aren't is because they have from the jump been like, we are inspired and we, like they came, so they came to America in 2014 and were trained under Coolio for like three months. Whoa, 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 whoa. Coolio? <laughs> Coolio? I'm Wait, not Dex kidding. Paradise? So Coolio I'm BTS brought now. Oh. <laughs> Coolio? They lived with Coolio and this other guy told me they lived with them for like three months and they learned and they taught them the history of hip hop because they were like, you know, we're inspired by hip hop. We want to rap like we want to rap, make hip hop music, but we want to give it homage. (laughs) So they came to my Google right now. If you look up. If you look up American Hustle Life, you will find don't it's early 2000, 2013, please. They look cringy as hell. I cannot. But yeah, American Hustle Life. <laughs> and it was like this whole show thing where they came and they learned about the history of rap music and hip hop and like I'm here for that. Yeah, and it's also like, why like they're one of their one performances of Dynamite in America, they had an all black band because Dynamite is based of soul. Like when their choreography they got they, they some of their choreography, this other song, they they credited the South African rapper and then they named the the dance move Grower Grower that they used for it. Like, mm-hmm. like they're very much like black people first in a way yeah. that realistically is not happening a lot of the time. It's not it, it, like when BTS not donated one million to Black Lives Matter, I was proud because like a lot of K-pop other artists don't want to do that. They don't sure, want to. Sure. They don't want to acknowledge who inspired them. They don't want to acknowledge that this was not yours first. Right. And I think that's why BTS has been able to hold on to their black fans in a way that others haven't. Yeah. Because I, I don't. The reason that I really am willing to like, I think that's what I appreciate appreciate about Bruno so much, though, and why I'm not willing to turn a blind eye. But like, I don't necessarily see it as much as appropriation versus like paying homage because he has from the very beginning of his career given credit to all of those artists that have influenced him and continuously hire black people like it was a minute before some of us even realized that he was not black mm-hmm. <laughs> because he was always with black people he had the fro he sounded like your uncle at the bar you know at the mm-hmm. cookout He's he he gave you that familiar feeling, and maybe that is problematic. I don't know, but like the fact that it's not criminal hiring black people, but is it criminal? Um, (laughs) He's constantly hiring black people and paying homage to all the right people. Like I think that that is more celebration and like honoring than Mm -hmm. is appreciating. Yeah, I I I, I, embrace it. You know what I mean? He's not correct over it. He's trying to honor it and continue its lineage i definitely mm-hmm. feel you I, I i feel like we can we can definitely it's a great way to, to move on from here and talk about our last we're gonna put them both together because they did do a duo performance um cardi b and miss mm-hmm. megan d stallion Woo! they did the song <laughs> oh, they did that they did and- what and Megan did her savage remix. Um, I have my opinion on the on Cardi B. I want to hear it. Um, Thanks, so. Oh no, no problem, no problem. Uh, so when when they when they when she did when she came out doing Grace is stupid. She did up front, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but like. <laughs> yeah, for those of y'all listening to this, y'all can't see it. She just doing the scissor motion with her doing fingers. The motion with and... her fingers. <laughs> oh 
my lord. Yo, I couldn't resist. Yo, she's yo, Grace, you're gross, man. But, <laughs> okay, but that was was that not the highlight when she got flipped yeah. around like a pancake? Yeah. Like, I mean, I would do it, but like <laughs> that's, that's how I, I knew that's how I knew Cardi's that's how I knew right. Cardi's mic was off because I knew Cardi yelled. I knew there's no way Cardi did not yell at We all knew Cardi's mic was off even before. I mean, Cardi. Yes. We, we, you know, Cardi's choreography was up and a little bit stuck, but it's okay. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, the outfits look great. The outfits look great. She had a 15 pound suit on. She had a 15 pound outfit on and she was trying to keep up, you know? And then... It, it, it delved into like you know these major like the like of course she did up of course she did wide because five times platinum, and um, I was like for the Grammys, right? It wasn't even just the song choice though. It just felt like first of all, Megan's solo performance was impeccable. It's fire. This it was great. Thing I past this point is not reflective of the section that she did by herself. I will say that when they had gotten together, it just felt like it wasn't as rehearsed as the individual yes. aspect of the performance. It didn't feel fluid. You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't feel like, it felt like the moves were eating them and they weren't eating the moves for ju- just a little bit. Just a little bit, you know? And like I think majority of people had, it just wasn't hitting like I'm expecting from Cardi and Meg, you know? And it was uh, okay. <laughs> Majority of people were not paying attention. Honestly, outside of that, honestly, they they were waiting for that moment to to come around, you know, for Megan to flip her over and stuff like that. But mm. everything else, like for me, I was like, okay, this is kind of a bit tacky, you know, because it's the Grammys. But you know, hey, you guys are five times platinum now. You guys are five, and and Cardi, honestly, yes, and Cardi, you are officially diamond for your single. So, more power to you. I would say Mega's performance, amazing. I loved it. I I can't say anything for some of her dancers because they looked tired as hell when they were jumping down the stairs. You know, they definitely like that. Oh, it felt so bad. Yeah. I was like, y'all, y'all, they tried so hard to recreate that moment. And I'm like, if you're going to. I said, you guys are going to hurt. Yeah. I'm like, if you're going to do something like that, you need to find somebody who can do that move. Because that was so iconic when the Nicholas brothers just go hop, hop, hop. So as soon as they hopped, I said, great. And then she stood to walk down. I said, oh, no. They're not acrobats. (laughs) They're not acrobats. Nicholas brothers, they were doing acrobats since they were fucking kids. And them doing these splits, their flexibility was... it was immaculate. And so for them doing yeah. that, it took time mm-hmm. for them to, to gain this. So I'm pretty sure they were like, oh, I want you to do this. They were like, huh? <laughs> huh? Oh, they said, okay. we'll be employee of the month. Let me hit this. Let, 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 let me hit the split real quick. You know, no, 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 no. And it was a half split. It wasn't even a full one. You know, and you gotta understand the bar is I'm set sorry. at um Beyonce's. What what was it that she did? Yeah. I forgot the name. I feel really dumb Anything right now. The bar, honestly, honestly, <laughs> Beyonce the homecoming? bar, homecoming, or the homecoming, homecoming. Homecoming. Set the oh, fucking bar with that. Yeah, too. Where homecoming when they were, was it like partition when like the the whole background dancers their legs popped out. Mm-hmm. All it, yes, like that's like they, it was clear. Like this was. 
it, this was trying to like honor a lot of previous performances, yeah. but I don't think the dancers are ready to do that no. moment. And I also, I don't think Cardi was ready to do, I was like, maybe I would have preferred genuinely if it just was like, like Cardi around just like singing and rapping and walking around while the rest of her dancers ate that choreography up because mm -hmm. it, the choreography, the way it is, I've noticed if you don't hit it the way it needs to be hit, it's goofy. And mm -hmm. I realize that because so many people are doing it on TikTok. And the more I see random do it on TikTok, I now understand, like, have y'all seen that choreographer who's like, a bookie, bookie, yes. boo? Yeah. Like, I get why he was moving the way he was moving. Because if you don't do it right, you look goofy. You yeah. really do. Like, it's not as smooth as you think. And I think Cardi, she's, she's not that dancer. She might have danced on poles, but like dancing, being a pole dancer is not the same thing as doing like choreo. Right. And I think that definitely messed up that performance because I, and it also didn't help that her mic was like clearly not on. So nope. it was like, nope. Yeah. Do, do, uh, um, yeah. Do any of y'all have, um, uh, I guess just by way of varying the conversation, any performances that haven't been mentioned that you really enjoyed? I still um, think Doja fucking. Doja saved. killed it. Because that was considered the Doja funeral. can really dance. That was the funeral for say so. Yeah, back then, that was the funeral for say so. <laughs> That's what she called it. That's why they came in black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doja was a break dancer before. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah bro. She was doing. Oh, she could dance, dance, dance. Yes. No, Doja can dance, Doja. dance. Underrated. Oh, Dula Peep. Dula Peep did really great. Um, she I'm really sorry? brought it back. Lipa? Dula Peep. Dula Lipa. No, I'm not. Why are you calling her Dula? No, no, because Dula Peep is because if y'all don't, for the audience, Wendy Williams was talking about Dua Lipa and she said that Dua, Dula Peep girl and her, 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 her stage manager went, you mean Dua Lipa? She said, that's why I said Dula Peep. And then she Wendy was like, Williams is Dua Lipa. And then Wendy, Wendy was like, fine, fine, fine. I don't care. Dula Peep. And so Dua Lipa. Wendy. Dua Lipa was so honored, she changed her name on IG to Dula Peep and That's Twitter so for Dula Peep. And so her fans call her Dula Peep out of love. I love Dula Peep. Mm. She's great. Oh my God. But her performance, <sighs> her performance, I like her performance is how, if y'all don't know the story behind this, she performed last <laughs> year and it was so bad. And so she got bullied by her own fans. You got to understand no. something. If your own fans bully you, you've messed up. Mm, like if no. your stands, are in your DMs with your fan cams. Like their profile picture is you. They're posting mm -hmm. your fan cams and they're bullying. Like, so she got bullied because they said, where's the choreo? Where's the pop? Give it to me. And wow. so then that's why this time she came back and she gave us that mm -hmm. choreo. And I will say bullying works, everyone. Sometimes you need to bully your face. Occasionally it does. Occasionally it does. Cause she really, she really came back and she learned how to dance. I'm proud of her. It was I got to believe Ray gets into it getting a Oh, oh we have a disagreement. We have a I disagreement. Agree. You didn't like her little dance? I It wasn't about the little dance. I'm looking at the performance as a whole. Like, oh. this is the thing. This is my thing with, with Dua Lipa. Is that, like, <laughs> I think... I, I don't... I think that this industry is incredibly hard on women. And so I don't like to go out of my way to unnecessarily <laughs> criticize women. Dually, I do feel like I'm being fed her as opposed to just letting me enjoy her. <laughs> oh. 
I was being messy. <laughs> I have a hard time consuming her music or her content because I just, anytime I see it now, I'm like, no, like y'all done shut this down. My I don't, I can't enjoy it no more. But that performance, I will say, was a huge step up from the original one that you were talking about. And she has had some performances between now and then that have also been dramatic step ups. Even the one immediately after that one was pretty good. But like, I just feel like she makes dance music and she don't dance is my problem. Half of the the performance was standing there. Bop it, but, okay? I mean, and then but she, she waited on beat. But a lot of dance artists don't dance. Like, don't dance. Yeah, DJs a lot of them don't dance. Just stand there behind the DJ booth and all yeah. they do is just pump their fist. But that's yeah. what DJs do. If you were going to call yourself still an artist. a performer. She's still an artist. If you're talking about a performance, mm. we're, we're critiquing the performing element of it right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's a... A singer that sings dance music who notoriously cannot dance, and I can't get behind it. Yeah, I can't yeah. get behind it. I'm not. I, I, it's hard for me to really get into mm-hmm. it. Okay. And I, I yeah. no, I do think the outfit was so cute. I want to. I want to performing. Like it's still a performance as a DJ. You're still behind the booth. You're getting the yeah. crowd pumped. You're bouncing up and down. You're doing mm-hmm. work on the mic. You're still working mm-hmm. as a performer. You may not be was an actual singer, but or was she really singing? Yeah. No, Dua Peep was singing <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, she was because I'm not calling her Dua. If she calls herself Dua Peep, I'm calling her Dua Peep too. <laughs> she was she was singing. The reason I'm I like because Future Nostalgia. I'm a pop girl. I do love pop. Future Nostalgia was a great pop album. It really, mm-hmm. really was. And I I do think like a lot of these pop girls, especially the white. They're not that great at dancing. Oh, and I think that might just, that just might be a white thing. And so, like, you know, it, it's whoa, whoa, whoa. not. Your- We're going to act like we haven't had Britney and JT and Christina. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, let's notice something about all three Mickey Mouse Clubhouse JT members. There can be exceptions to the rule. but Let's I'm saying, notice like- how all three are Mickey Mouse Clubhouse members and started training to be performers at 11. Literally all three. You would have been better off saying Jessica Simpson because all of those people you just listed have been training to dance since they came out. Mm. So is Beyonce though, right? And that's what I'm saying. A lot of pop artists, what I'm saying is a lot of white pop artists aren't like, they don't dance like that. Right. Right. Halsey had to really struggle to do that one BTS choreography for the for their collab and she even said it they even offered to let her not dance and she was like no that's embarrassing and they're like okay well get to the studio to rehearse because, <laughs> Work. Like, because I, I... yeah i don't think it, i think it could have been way i think it could have been way worse and i think she's trying more i do think mm-hmm. she might have been a plant a little bit because she did kind of come out of nowhere I think she was probably a plant, but Future Nostalgia made me forgive that. That's a really fucking good album. If you have, I'm gonna have to bump to that. It's good. I'm gonna have to bump that. Future Nostalgia is yeah. a good album. It just really is. Grace, because I do not feel that way about that album, and I love. I love. Listen, it. y'all are still friends, and that's yeah, the yeah. important thing. I want to linchpin this to something that was discussed a few episodes ago before I um. I, I bring us to a, a wrap up because uh, mm-hmm. I, I blame myself. I mentioned Robert Kelly, and that that took some time uh, away from. <laughs> we got into it. We got into a spiral, but it was an important conversation. Yes. Um, but uh, uh, there was something that Kiki said uh, on our last episode, Kiki Simone, about um, performing in the commercial dance 
uh, field and how she's been in different auditions where she's been told that she's too good to stand beside a certain artist. And I think that a lot of the reason mm. that like performances look lackluster is because artists don't have the confidence to not, they don't have the confidence to know what they're good at <laughs> and let other people be good at what they're good at near them. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I would, I'm not the, the greatest dancer in the world. So if I were performing somewhere, I wouldn't have a problem being surrounded by dancers who are doing their thing while I'm doing my thing. Cause I think it's yeah. an amplification. You don't see Kendrick Lamar trying to like do, you know, complex pop locking moves necessarily when he's performing, but he's got like ninjas and it's soldiers coming out of the rafters and stuff. And he's performing in like handcuffs it's you know it's insane and that's that's a performance and i don't take anything away from him then when i go see like beyonce do her thing at coachella they're two different kinds of uh of uh of uh, performances so um yeah i i i think that um uh all, first of all our playlist is getting kind of long anyway and this was a very full music related conversation so i don't think we necessarily need to do song of the week um mm -hmm. you might be able to ascertain what these uh what our guests interests are from this conversation um but i do want to thank y'all for coming on i wish we did have a little more time with you mm. uh but of course you can always come back because no one ever guests on hbo just once yeah, uh, yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that we just barely scratched the surface of um that we could uh definitely come back to so thank you very much for listening to us that's a wrap for us today beloved if you want more uptown love you can find us on spotify apple google iHeartRadio, and youtube follow yes. us on instagram and twitter at hbo pod and listen to our back catalog lovely guests for coming on yeah. happy international women's month and we will see you guys in april keeping the tunes rolling blessings and excellence ah. deuces ah.